0: Sissoko, finally waited. Erickson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the lip. brilliant goal. On debut, Tongue Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Steven Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Kane. Good area for Spurs and case not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Hurricane! That is exceptional. will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason. Terry in the early back line Son breaks forward. Oh, wow,
1: what a run. Yann Minson, from inside his own half,
0: has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
1: Welcome, welcome. Uh, this is a late one for us tonight. For those who are uh, listening live from uh, from Touchline Hotspot underneath the Touchline Fracker banner, in association with NSO, uh, I'll be a host tonight. Uh, X Pack, flanked by my co-host Scott Hall, uh, nah, who I'll... was at the game tonight, and I believe may have even stayed the full for for the full game. How are you doing, I man?
2: Did. I did stay for the full game. I'm doing very well. Um, there is a bit of a breakdown. For this game today. And uh yeah, there's there's probably about I could probably name four players now because I think this is the first game. Yeah, this is the first game I've gone to live this season. It's probably four players I never want to see again.
1: <laughs> and we'll definitely get into it. Before we carry on as well, do you remember where the team we played from tonight is from?
2: Uh no, but I'm going to assume. This is a big assumption. Ukraine.
1: Oh, that wouldn't be a bad guess. Uh, Slovenia. Oh. But yeah. Play the team from Slovenia. What a competition we're in. But yeah, but we'll get into it. Because unfortunately, we've got to break down the game which happened at the weekend, which pretty much took all of our flags down to half mast. And we, we obviously had the North London derby on the weekend. Um yeah to start it off it was it was a funny lineup like it was one of those lineups where straight away it unified the fan base which has been a rare thing in the past 18 months two years it unified the fan base because everybody could tell it was going to be a disaster especially in midfield like we we obviously lined up with um our usual suspects as the kind of back five like we went with Loris, tangan came in at right back as suspected we then decided to go with Dierre and Sanchez, purely because they got us clean sheets earlier on in the season, Regulon, and then get to the midfield. And for whatever reason, Nuno decided for the first time this season to play Hojbjerg at the base of midfield on his own. With Andombalay in a in a deeper position, um, even though some could argue he's probably not match fit yet. With Delhi as the spearhead of the midfield, aimed to be the creative hub of the team. Then the front three of Lucas Mora, Kane and Son. Um, and honestly, I don't know where to start. I guess you could say 11, 12 minutes in when Arsenal scored their first goal. And uh, it, you could even start before that because the warning signs were there from the start. Like we, we went in from... With a game plan which looked like we were gonna push the fullbacks up ridiculously high, which kind of aims to be a front-footed approach from Nuno. Like I think that's what he attempted. But again, like there was no ball rotation in midfield. There was no aim or plan to recover the ball if we lost it, because we had uh we deployed some long ball tactic into Kane, so we decided to I'm not even sure if this was by design or the players or may have even gone rogue. Um, but all of the midfielders aim to, I guess, try and get on the flick-ons of these long balls to Kane. But the, really and truly, like Kane's had some valid criticism so far this season, but the long balls into him were so poor. They were so so poor he couldn't even like get it into his chest or lower for him to be able to trap it down we were like hitting up aimless balls to him which resulted in Harry Kane subsequently losing duels with Ben White privilege of all people so yeah really and truly the game plan was was dead from the start we obviously got countered numerous times even before the first goal but yeah, fair play to them. Like they they counted us really well. Partey in that first half, uh, even though he came under a bit of pressure, like he was able to play out with Jacker. Odegaard got things going. ESR, fair play to him as well. Like he he's been more decisive in in North London derbies than Meza Ozil ever was as a number ten. So, yeah, fair play for that. They hit us on the break with three quick goals. All, all of which quite similar um, with no runners in midfield to recover. It was very, very easy for them. And, uh, yeah, we found ourselves 2-0 down. And there was a quite telling uh, action which kind of summed up our first half for the third goal. Where uh, we actually got the ball into Kane, poor action for him to lose the ball. I think he went to dribble, right, and he pretty much fell over the ball, and then we'll see Arsenal countered us. No, fair play. Like the action was poor, but if an attacker loses the ball in the final third, that's not the craziest thing to happen. But there's there's a lot that has to happen between that action and. An opposition team scoring, and really and <laughs> truly, Kane being like the furthest one back, other than the defenders, was was so so telling and poor. hoybier and Ndombélé both poor. Kane <laughs> actually got a bit unlucky with his last ditch tackle on on Saka, but yeah, he managed to put it away for three 0 and yeah, really and truly, that summed up the first half for me Um, I don't know how much of the game you watched but I guess uh, you probably turned it off after maybe like five minutes six minutes
2: Um, Sunday was a difficult day for me
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: very busy day so I think Mm -hmm. I I tuned in just before Arsenal scored the first goal stuck around for the second goal switched off Um, I saw the highlights of all the goals what I would say is for the time that I did watch, the thing that I found most fearful is I saw the lineup, and the first thing I thought is the perception of Ali wow. needs to die. Like, he's not good. He's done. And I know people would be like, oh, but he could be like Jay Links. He could go West Ham and research. He's done. He's cooked. Yeah, there's none of this. He's going to go somewhere and research. The guy is finished. Um, there's no reason he's, he's not even the most creative player in our team. So why would you put him in the most creative role? It, it just doesn't make sense. The 10 role, you have to be capable of passing the ball between lines extremely well. Um, and that's what makes a number 10 stand out. Or the best number ten standout, and if you can't do that, you have to be capable of dribbling past players. And he's not a good dribbler. He's never been a good dribbler. What he's capable of doing is possibly not making you, but he's not a good dribbler. So he's neither of the two that we need him to be. He's not good in tight spaces, and he's not good in tight pockets. So why put him in a ten? Didn't make sense. Um, to have yeah. Hoyer, and I'm I'm going to make this very clear, and a lot of fans are probably going to turn against me. I'm I'm completely off the Heubjerg trainer. Yeah, that guy's done out. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in Heubjerg. Yeah, I'm not interested in Heubjerg one bit. Um it would have made more sense, despite the fact that I've just cast Heubjerg, it would have made more sense if we played skip Heubjerg and Dobele. That would have made sense to me. Mm.
0: That,
2: that would have made more sense to me. Um not saying that it would have changed the result, but it would have made more sense to me. I think the most frightening thing about the North London derby, despite our poor record at the Emirates, despite our poor record against Arsenal and not just Arsenal, it seems to be when we're away to teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Uh, we've got a better record recently in the years against United. And we've got across the the time period, we've probably had a decent record against City. But in the past, and present time, Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool, we've been absolutely shocking at their grounds. And to have one victory in, what, 28 years against Arsenal, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting um, anything from this game. And that's where we're at with we Spurs. That's what's most infuriating and most annoying about this Derby defeat. is You've got a manager who was given Serie A's voted best defender, on the bench
1: mm.
2: you know you started with Dier and Sanchez because what they got three clean sheets at the start of the season they've conceded six in the loss in, in the two before I know Dier got injured but regardless they like that partnership didn't work it like we saw it under Jose Mourinho it didn't work it might work for a few games but it didn't work that's just the long and short of it Um. Tanganga, and this is going to sound harsh on Tanganga, he's got the potential to have good games, but he can't be the starting right back. Like, he can't he can't be the starting anything, to be fair. I'd, I'd just rather him come off the bench and be an, an additional help uh, when need be. I don't really want to see him starting. I don't think position-wise he's got that side of his game done. Playing Hojbjerg in a single pivot needs to never happen again. Never. Never. Never again can that guy ever play the single pivot. There, there's a, there was a, a screenshot that I saw from the North London Derby and the
1: space. <laughs> there, was there was many screenshots. And it didn't even need the Monday night football analysis to even touch upon this because everyone was saying it immediately, even during the game and immediately after. Everyone was just, there was multiple, multiple like, screenshots and screenshots of the space in that midfield in that first half, man. It was ridiculous. It was dire.
2: And then the thing is, I know Arsenal, Arsenal fans have really like enjoyed themselves this week, and so they should. You know, they've won an awful London derby against the rivals. Why would you not enjoy yourself? But I've had a lot of Arsenal fans come out and be like, oh, yeah, we turned the tide. Boom, boom, boom. We look like we're going forward." Spurs play crap, extremely crap. And in the highlights I saw, we had like three, maybe four. Chances that could have easily gone in. That is not good. Hmm. And And the reason I say that for Arsenal fans is, and I'll make this very, very easy comparison. The way they beat us and we still created or had chances to score, yeah, is how we had won our first three games. The only difference is they scored more. That's it. Our first three games were exactly the same. We scored, we didn't concede, um, but we we gave up so many chances to our opponents. So many. And that's basically what Arsenal did. Um, but what's frightening with us is I couldn't tell you what our players, I, I can't tell you what we look like. I could tell you what we look like on the um, whether people liked it or not. And I know people would be like, oh, but we're, we're sitting back and we're carrying with Nuno. No, we're not. <laughs> we, we had like four four attacking players literally in their half and no midfield. So you can't tell me that's sitting back because <laughs> you wouldn't have your, <laughs> your attackers that far up. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you what our style of play is. I couldn't tell you what our team's doing. And I, I, I can't tell you what the worst player in our team is capable of. So, um, it's, it's very frightening. Especially after such a horrible defeat
1: to our rivals. Yeah, especially when the game plans improvised, literally on a game by game basis. Like he tried something new with just to try and facilitate Ali again like in the first half. Like him and Lucas Mora seemed to just interchange on that right hand side, which I don't think helped Tanganga. Um I thought it was quite harsh he got hooked because I didn't think Emerson really offered something which Tengenga wouldn't have been able to do although there was there was a time uh, there was an action in that first half where Tierney um, absolutely cooked him for pace and I didn't think I'd see that and that's really and truly when I knew it was going to be a bad game because that happened in the first five minutes but yeah like the, the thought process behind that I think was I guess to have Lucas Moura as a pressing 10 which works quite well at the back end of last season under Mourinho obviously he can't be that productive on the ball but to try and counter press it 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 has shown to have some success yeah some small relative success you could say and you had delhi just there on the right trying to get in the box i think it may be his attempt to try and get him just in the final third again just trying to get delhi in somewhat his best position but even that didn't work man so yeah like it's it's was he justified to have a lot of criticism uh come Nuno's way and he admitted afterwards in his post match that he got the game plan wrong and then obviously just 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 stopped short of throwing the players under the bus but I don't think the fans haven't um refrained from throwing the players under the bus either like I've seen a lot of Nuno out calls but some of the players were just absolutely gutless in that first half, to be honest. And I know that's obviously where you would lean towards as well. Like, is there anything you would have taken heart from in that second Good. half? Even I mean, though obviously Arsenal were in second gear, don't get me wrong. Like come under, under no illusions that Arsenal were in second gear in that second half. But yeah, that's the that, that, that that think- absolute end of him.
2: I think the most frightening thing about this is I I don't there should never if there's ever going to be a game in a season where the manager does not need to rally you up get you involved get you focused for it should be the biggest game on the calendar for your club which is going to be your rival game It doesn't matter what club you support. Whoever your actual out-and-out rivals are, that's the biggest game on the calendar. It always is. Man United, Liverpool, biggest game on the calendar. United fans, true United fans, don't consider City to be their true rivals. It's going to be Liverpool. So that's the biggest game on the calendar. Go ask any United fans, they'll tell you that. Spurs, Arsenal, North London derby. Chelsea, Fulham, because (laughs) that is their true derby. Yeah, you got Fulham fans. They be like Chelsea. That's our that's our rival. That's who we. If we're gonna if we have them in the league, that's who we want to be. That's who we want to do. Of so the fans are gonna be up for it. I I can't understand how you have signed for Tottenham. You wear the Tottenham shirt, and w- what does the manager have to do? Remind you that you're facing your club's biggest rivals? I I, I didn't get like. That kind of performance, you don't deserve to wear the shirt. You don't deserve to be paid. Like, if, this is what I mean by, like, the most infuriating thing about football nowadays is you have that kind of performance and you're still going to get 100000 for for that week of work. Whereas somebody could go into their office and pay and and, and perform that horribly, yeah, as anybody else and be on the verge of losing their job the following day.
0: Mm.
2: That, that that's how gut, that's how bad of a performance that was. So my thing is all right cool. You want to do that? Like I, I saw I saw what Toby Aldevirod had to say um today mm. saying that he feels like Daniel Levy got gives 100 percent I think
0: Daniel
2: <laughs> Levy, I I think pers- personally Daniel Levy is a is a cancer to the club. Honestly, I absolutely detest this guy. But at the same time, if he does give 100% to the club, if if that saying is true, he should have fined every single one of them players. Should have fined him. Learn, learn, either one way or learn the hard way. That that's cool. my that's my whole ethos. Like, if you're not gonna, if you're not, if that kind of performance was so bad. If I was the chairman, I'd be like, "There's no, way... you can call your lawyers. There's no way you're getting paid this week. Impossible. I couldn't care if you got mortgage payments to make. You're not getting paid this week. <laughs> Take it up with me next week when you. And if you continue these performances, I just keep finding you every single week. Facts. Like I've I've got no time for this. You mean to tell me we're trying to put seats on bums? We're trying to bring. We're trying to bring big stuff to tottenham we're trying to make tottenham glamorous we're trying to make tottenham the biggest club in in England and you're the bums that are representing us you can't even you can't even show up against your rivals who who mind you at the end of freaking august our our official Twitter page was there doing oh look at the team look at the table we're top their bottom well they're above us mmm At the end of the month, at the end of September, they're above us. How have you... Are you not embarrassed? It's it's, it's a shambles. It's a
1: shambles. (laughs) No, you're not embarrassed. That was an easy answer as well. If you're not embarrassed, then, boy, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... um, Largely, our chicken's coming home to roost a little bit. I mean, we obviously haven't been that... We haven't been great at all with our squad planning. We haven't been any aspect of that, Pratiji came in, obviously signed the voted Serie A best defender but obviously we could have improved our first 11 with at least one or two signings I feel like you've got to compare our our business model with Arsenal's because it's still very similar and obviously even though we signed this um, the best voted Serie A defender in Romero we apparently didn't even pay anything up front as of like this summer so it's like a loan with an obligation to buy and then we'll kind of pay off pretty much the most of the fee if not all of it once we're in a better financial position in terms of making sure we're getting that that stadium revenue in right but i'm hearing I've, i i do listen to touchy gooners now and again it is genuinely a very good pod and they're saying you know they paid money up front for ramsdale they paid pretty much money up front for Ben White. And like, like how are we in a better position revenue wise and all-wise, but not spending as much money up front as they are, even though we, I've been, I believe we sold or made, I think we made more from transfers out this summer than they did as well. So it's so poor. Like you can't really defend it. And there were players there that could have improved us. Like Tommy Yasu, who played against us subsequently, would have improved us, like our squad as centre back, for example. They these these were attainable players, and Ohio probably wouldn't let me say this if he was in the pub, but Basuma, he's right there. Um like I thought I always felt like Frank Cassé was a pipe dream while we were continually linked with him. Like that would have been great, but Players like Yvey Basuma would have easily improved us and very, very attainable, to be honest. So I yeah.
2: Have, I would have taken Basuma. I'd have taken Basuma. I'm not really a big fan, but I think he's he's a decent player. And I would have definitely taken him. Like right now, it's bad. It's bad in a way where you have to realize that Oybier gets run past a lot. Bro, yes.
1: I even saw it in his cameo tonight. Like he came on for like 15, 20 minutes, He was shocking shocked. on the ball, got ran past a lot. And that's fine when you've got someone behind you. But when you were playing like, like you were against Arsenal in that first half at that base of midfield on your own, which was by design, by the way, that was a manager instruction. I don't know why you keep on roaming up position to only pretty much be walking back like it was so poor from someone who proclaims to be this kind of mentality monster and this viking that's why i get onto him as well because he proclaims himself to be like better he's a big talker and he gave us something we we didn't have necessarily the squad um, season before last he came in last season and he was pretty much our only semi-reliable ball winner so he stood out And he had a lot of good performances. And, yeah, I don't really know what's happened to him, to be honest, but maybe he's still feeling a bit leggy from obviously being playing every minute of every game last season to then the Euros, to then having a a fairly quick turnover to now. Or he's just being exposed now. He's just coming under brighter lights and people are seeing him for, for what he is and what our rival fans have been kind of alluding to what he is but yeah I'll, I've got my I've got my lives on him you're done with him I'm done
2: <laughs> you know you know what's funny is like this is probably the quickest turnaround I've ever had on a player in my life like I've it's not really I, I normally I give a player like a season or two um, before I'm like mm, and then by the third season I'm like I'm done yeah but Hoybjerg last season was Sissoko's best season.
1: You know, I was thinking the other day: have we even replaced eighteen, nineteen Sissoko? So Sissoko's
2: <laughs> best season is what I think Hoybjerg gave us last season. Like I was like, mm, okay, yeah. Like you, you're 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 like um, what should I mean? Like you're like a a, a cleanup merchant for us, yeah. But mm-hmm. the difference was, Hoibier, Sissoko would at least drive with the ball. He would do that kind of jaff, kind of giraffe run all the way up the pitch, and it would look like we were progressing. Hoibier can't do that. Mm. So you, you you do the whole defensive side of things barely, and then you don't give us the attacking side of things. Mm. I mean, like what what did we what did we sign you for? Like. I don't if we sold Hoiberg, Ali Winks, Winkses, Ali
1: and Winks have to go. They just have to go. To if go. We get, if we get that forty million, then yeah, I'll say yes to Winks. I think Winks should go for free. <laughs> I, I, personally,
2: I think we should just. Sell him to the, give him to the job center. Let them find him a job because
1: this guy's shocking. Uh, I don't even, I don't know how this conversation always comes back to <laughs> how he rings. Like I've already <laughs> said, but I want to say on him, and I don't want to go around in circles. and <laughs> he he is horrible. Because he is horrible. He's horrible. Again, because we'll get onto the more <laughs> the moral performance. I like. I just feel like the lights need to be shined much brighter on especially right now.
2: Is I'm, like,
1: I'm Wings doesn't come out in the media like I'm. I'm a self-proclaimed Viking and some mentality monster. And yeah, perhaps he, it would be nice if he was a bit more like that, personality-wise. But he's not, and he doesn't claim to be. Fair enough. Whereas Hoibier claims to be, and we see him jogging back on counter attacks.
2: Look, 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 I'll be brutally honest. Yeah, as much as I get onto Winks, yeah, you're right. He doesn't talk much in the in the in the um, press. But I'm fine with that. Like, I don't want him at my club. Like, I didn't like Stephen Freund and I know a lot of Spurs fans kind of held him in. I hated that guy. I hated his guts. He was (laughs) absolutely crap. Yeah. And that's the problem that we've had as Spurs fans. Yeah. Some fans hold their players that if we're really being honest in terms of like we're moving and we're trying to like become that big club, these players can't be in our team. They can't be anywhere near our club. They're at a level, and what, that's not the level we want to be at. When we were rebuilding in the early two thousands, we had a um, old Edgar Davids, but he came in with experience. Yeah, and he when when the big games, he showed that experience. Cool. We had a young Michael Carrick. I'm so hurt that he didn't stay for longer. But you could already see the talent. And he was like, all right, cool, we're building something here. We had a younger, Robbie Keane, and, you know, he could—he had his legs and he could give us some really good games. We had a Mido that gave us one good season, but then became, you know, went chicken and got too big and obviously ruined himself. We had a young Defoe. We had good youngsters, but people that could, you're like, mm, okay, there's something really. So the problem with Spurs in those early 2000s is defensively, we didn't have a setback for but attacking-wise, we could give any team in the league a run for their money. Hence why we finished back-to-back seasons fifth and fifth comfortably. Like, or we were challenge for fourth. Like we, we were doing it consistently. Then we messed up the model. The last six years, we got that model back. We were challenging, we were top four consistently. And now we've ruined it again. We've got a we've got a defense that is no different to Bloody, when we had Michael Dawson at the back. Michael freaking Dawson. Awful. Like, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the fact that I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to understand that Eric Dyer should not be a starting centre-back for any of the so-called top six teams in this league. Eric Dyer should be starting for Burnley. That's his level.
1: Michael Dawson was better than Eric Dier, to be fair. Eric Dyer, sorry. I keep on saying English players' names wrong. Isn't that an irony? But, well, yeah
2: it, it probably is Dier, to be fair,
1: because
2: <laughs> we <laughs> call him of he is Dier. He is
0: absolutely
2: <laughs> <laughs> dire, yeah. But it probably like if he if he was pronouncing his name, he'd probably say Dier because he realised that he sounds diabolical
1: and he is well the reason i like dawson is because he never believed his own hype he never kind of like he stayed in his lane he knew he was like a steady eddie we signed him from nottingham forests yeah whereas like eric eric dyer over inflates his own ability in his mind i don't think uh, i don't think dawson was ever under that illusion he was always this kind of Average player that punched above his weight for us because he was part yeah. of the team that actually broke us into the top four. But yeah,
2: I'll just I just mean, a little
1: reminiscence then.
2: You know, and that's and that's that's what's frightening. Even previewing today's game, being at the stadium, um, Kane got a hat trick in 20 minutes. But there was many moments in the game in that in that cameo that he showed. There was moments in the game where, frighteningly, he looked like he was hiding behind defenders. I don't, I just don't care. I don't care. And it's funny because people at the stadium were like, well, what do you expect him to do if the players we've got in the team can't find him? Well, then how did he score his hat-trick? You, ha- you have to move. You just have to move. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it's frustrating, like, and you might not get the ball the first, second, fifth, 20th time, you have to move. The best teams never stop moving. They just don't. That's how you create. Yeah. If you're going to spend 5, 10, 15 minutes in a game hiding behind the left back, the center back, the right back, you're not helping your team. And I saw that Kane do. I I saw Kane do that at least four times today in the short period he was on. Hoibjerg was absolutely dog crap when he came on, absolutely awful brian hill that kid deserves to get more minutes because he's lively like mm. he really, really is lively i don't know what's happened to Regulon. this wasn't such a bad performance today to be fair but Regulon is on he's on watch yeah he's I've, I've given him his notice he's at the top of the the stairs and you know what happens when you're at the top of the stairs it could only be <laughs> one thing it can only mean. <laughs> so Regulon is he's on watch. He's on watch right now. Agenda is up. And he, he could get his notice. He could get that. Come on down. It's, it's pending. It is pending for him. So he has to be careful. He's one. Um for sure. I mean, the most frightening thing about today. And this is why I can't stand the likes of Delhi Ali or Winks, Um I do and also I'd like to make sure that everyone understands this. Dean Scarlett, I felt sorry for the kid today. I really did. Mm. Because they that especially Ali, and this is why I'm gonna get mad on this. They they barely was, looked for him.
1: There was a look that uh, when Delhi um held on to the ball for too long after Dane Scarlet made his run in the second in, in the second half, not long before Dane Scarlet yeah. got taken off with Delhi subsequently. Um Deli held onto the wall too long. Then then Scarlett ran offside and then Delhi played the ball. And then the look and the stare that Dane Scarlett just gave Delhi, it was just a stare down.
2: Like, I just don't get it. Yeah? Like the kid didn't deserve that whatsoever. So, no. Ali, Scarlett, Winks come. Um, no, Winks stayed on. But Ali comes off. Who I think the front three was Brian Hill, um, more uh, no, no, it was Which,
1: yeah, that was behind Kane. I know, Son came on as well, right?
2: Yeah, so it was Hill, Hill, LaSelso, La Scarlett. That was the front three, and then Ali was in the tent. Ali comes off, Hill comes off, Scarlett comes off, Mora, Kane, Song come on, Celso goes into the tent, yeah,
0: hmm.
2: now. The moment these three came on, the game was over for, the, for that team. It was done. Th- they didn't stand a chance. And the most frightening thing is, you mean to tell me we took Ali off and in 20 minutes of action, 20 to 30 minutes of action, the team looked more lively, more potent, more vibrant with him off the pitch in that short period against this crap team than when he was on for 70 minutes. I never want to see Ali again. Never again do I want to see this guy play for Tottenham Hotspur. Never. 70 minutes against a team, I've never. And the words never in capitals need to be inflated. Never in my life have I ever heard or seen this team. 70 minutes. You
1: all look good for 10. Wow. Mm, That was my conclusion from, I guess, what that was pretty much the one positive that I took from the second half of the Arsenal game. Even though, again, Arsenal second year, but Nuno deciding to hook Ali, Delhi, sorry, deciding to hook Delhi off at halftime shows that he's got an inkling now that he knows he just can't carry on playing him. And then you've got the game tonight. After hooking him on the weekend, where his his boots looked like they were sponsored by a type of concrete contractor, <laughs> probably because like he he misplaced easy passes again. His first touch ended up being passes a couple of times, and again he's holding on to the ball for too long, even though there's movement in front of him from players like Hill, from Dane Scarlett especially. So. Yeah that was that was my conclusion from that and that kind of like moves on to kind of my other point because the North London derby prompted a lot of strong reaction rightly so um the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust called a meeting with the board to kind of outline and kind of reestablish what the plan is for the club and their DNA um going forward for the short term and the long term because it does seem somewhat in a in a bit of disarray. There was articles and stuff from the athletics saying there's players are unhappy with Nuno and his game plans, his training methods, and again, like even if the the links may not even have been true some of the time, that like these these articles and these links have come out so often now that like, it's quite damning on the players, to be honest, and absolutely stings and uh, there's going to be protests at the Villa game as well I understand now um, now we've got Nuno pretty much in his press conference for the Moor game um, answering questions about you know his future answering questions about the Tottenham DNA I can't I can't believe those words were even mentioned because Tottenham never really have had an effective DNA Not in recent times, anyway. Um, So, yeah, that that question being whack and he actually answered it. Um, And all in all, Nuno's is coming under much more pressure. For me, um, and next league games, are, I think Aston Villa, Newcastle and West Ham away. I think if Mm -hmm. we don't really see a good improvement by West Ham away, then... I'm doing the invite and invoice to the top of the stairs, <laughs> fully. Um, but really and truly, for that short term of time, like, what can Nuno do to change it around?
2: Um, I think the best thing he could do to change it around is to get sacked, I think you <laughs> it... <laughs> the...
1: resign essentially. Yeah, resign. I mean, so we don't have to pay him off.
2: The the, the trust, the Tottenham supporters' trust. I don't know what they do. Yeah, if we were invited to be members of this trust, I decline it. I, I don't know what. The, I honestly don't know what they do. What are you calling a meeting for? For them to lie to you like they've done for the last twenty years? Like I don't understand any of this no, because
1: they're not going to go in strong either. I don't think so. Exactly. I mean, I hope I hope they do. And credit to them for even setting up the meeting, but. Yeah, like, they've got going go in strong. Right. I just don't think they will.
2: I don't feel like the board fears the trust, yeah? And no, I don't, they don't. Like, so if they don't fear the trust, what the hell is this meeting for? Because they're only going to fill you with a lot of crap that they've been fe- feeding everyone else for, for the past X amount of years. So I'm not even, I'm not even having none of that nonsense here. Like, that's dry to me. Like, what makes me laugh even more is that was supposed to be having so Villa's next, and apparently there's meant to be a protest before the Villa game. Well, when teams were protesting the freaking Super League, our protest was a concert. <laughs> so, so what are we protesting for? Like, uh, like our fans need to either get with the program and become serious and actually scare the living daylights out of this board. And what I mean by that is. United fans stormed the living hell out of their own pitch, their own stadium. They took penalty kicks, free kicks, went in goal, <laughs> took four goals in the stand. They they, they were happy to almost... They cancelled a game against their rivals. They cancelled a game to show the board, if you don't sort this out, it's going to get worse. We're not here to play about. Our fans went and had a concert. You know what, what the board did? They said, Oh, you guys don't need Conte. We'll give you Nuno. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Well done. Yeah. Because we had a concert. nah, And it was
1: nearly Gattuso. scary. And,
2: I mean, it was exactly even worse. I'm not I'm not here to give Nuno time. Sorry. Like, I've had enough. It's not that I've had enough of giving managers time. The last two managers we had in Poch and Jose. I supported both of them against the players. I don't support Nuno against the players and I don't support the players against Nuno. I think they're both as bad. So the manager's the easiest option to get rid of. Get rid of him. The players are going to be harder to get rid of, but get a manager that will come in and be like, you know what? You, you, you and you will definitely play for me and definitely play for this club. You're staying. We're going to train together. All you other guys that want to do Higgy Higgy and you're not sure you want to do Boohoo, man, go train with the under 23s because this is your notice. They're <laughs> you never playing for us again. You're not playing, you're not playing in the Carabao Cup, you're not gonna play in the conference league, you're not playing none of those competitions. None. Your time is done. Done. Like until we get a manager like that, we're finished. Oh, Conte would have been
0: perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he would have been, like, I've been screaming for us to, I mean, I, not, I guess not screaming for us, but I've always felt like a three at the back would suit us more. And it, that's Nuno's kind of preferred formation from his time at Wolves. Maybe he could revert back to that because he has more, I guess, tactical nows with that kind of system. He isn't going to be trying to improvise it like he has been the last few weeks. Um, Oliver Skip simply has to play. Yeah. he... He has to have for midfield like he he looks sharp again tonight um even if it's with Hoiberg, just to give him that bit of protection as well as tongu. I feel like if we're gonna yeah. go with a midfield three that has to be it like, yeah
2: Hoiberg should only play up until January and then we, we need to get somebody else in and Hoiberg has to become he has to go on the bench. I'm done with Hoiberg. I'm <laughs> absolutely done he's at the top of the stairs and you know what happens When you're at the top of the stairs, his time has come. I'm calling him down, bro. It's time. It doesn't even
1: sound like he needs pushing from the top of the Um, stairs at this point. The
2: invoice has been sent. I am not here no more. Yeah, that guy, he's a liar. He's a he's a fraud. Yeah, I didn't realize this in the first because I was like, oh, Spurs, we we needed somebody who's going to hurry the players, and you know, and it looked good for six months. But like any part of the year, a year is twelve months. You can't have a good six months to go missing by Christmas. It doesn't make sense. That's how you end up with no presents. <laughs> this guy gave us no presents, so he has to go. I've got no sentimental value for none of these players, and I'm not calling Delhi Ali Delhi. I know he wants to be referred to as Delhi. I'm calling him Ali, yeah, because that's what his Abi dad. Yeah. bamadeelli ali yeah and he will not yeah. be given his name back until <laughs> yeah until he shaves off some stupid nonsense that he's got in his head and actually plays some decent football and as for the mock that wears number 10 he's still a mock. i don't care that he's scored
1: <laughs> to have today damn oh that, and that, there was me thinking you were cheering every single one of his goals today
2: No, I applauded the play um, of the team. So the movement between Son, yes, Kane or Mook, uh, showed some good movement. Um, Lucas showed great movement. Uh, Lesoso did, surprisingly, even though he's he's done. He's another one that can go. Um, Romero has to start. Yes. Just has to start. I don't know who he's going to partner with, but he has to start.
1: That's fairly measured with Rodon tonight?
2: Nah. Nah.
1: Not having Rodon.
2: So, one thing that I noticed, especially in um, the defence, was Romero would shift with, say, their their right striker or whoever was on his side. He would shift with that player. And the gap between him and Rodon, instead of it being like, say, this, it was like that. Mm. It was massive. And I'm like, any good team would play that ball in between the two of you. Player coming late run, they're in. Rodon should be wise enough to close up that gap. I don't know why he was so far left. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not even a coach. I don't have a badge. I don't. I don't understand why you're professionals. You get paid more per week than anybody that was sitting on my role. It's bad. It's just it's it's not a good look. So yeah, it would probably be Romero. I don't want to say this, but Eric. I, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, that, that's why I didn't want to say it because it's gonna to have to be Sanchez. Damn. That's 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 how you know. That's how you know. Spurs are in the grave, yeah. <laughs> like we are in real problems. We don't have and freaking Inter Milan were broke. We didn't even go in for screening. I don't
1: get this. Oh yeah, no, we did. We just lowballed them. Unfortunately, we I think it was like thirty two million, and they wanted 45, 50. And we just it's packed ridiculous. it in. But we had the money to do that this summer, um, pay their asking it, But again, yeah, I, I, I if I was Milan Squinny, I would have just laughed at the opportunity to join oh, yeah. us at this point anyway. So I'd, I'd take heart, slight heart in that, in believing that he probably wouldn't come to us at this point.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean but the yeah. rebuild,
2: the rebuild is 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 obviously exactly what um, Pot said it was going to be. Absolutely horrific, absolutely painful. Um And we probably won't get anywhere near where we were seasons ago for probably another season and a half. But under Nuno, we're, we're potentially looking at the bottom half of the league.
1: Yeah, like it's a lot of these things are rotten to the core and he's not the root cause of our issues, don't get me wrong. Like he's come on, a lot of valid criticism recently, but man, the... I, I just think this this job's too big for him. So yeah, like if if he's not turned it around again by, by West Ham away in a few weeks, then boy, like we might as well we have to just get a new manager in January, someone with a more proactive way of playing, something that suits their DNA more.
2: DNA. We don't yeah. have no DNA. We don't have no
1: this I have is... my football aesthetic and I, I would like a coach to come in if he hasn't improved it, that would suit that aesthetic, and that's at least some kind of progressive play. That suits the players we currently have, because if you're going to hire a manager like Nuno, which we have, we have to more or less overhaul the squad quickly, because again, I feel like the only player that can effectively play his way, especially going forward, is him in Sun. I alluded to it on the pod. Um, And then back onto to uh, quickly, because I've I don't want to be too harsh on him, even though he was terrible tonight. He was terrible against Arsenal. But I feel like I still feel like with Skip, not even um him being even though he gets dribbled past a lot, he's still a very good interceptor, he's still a good tackling 1v1 situations. And he even though he proclaims to be this like leader who leads all Vikings of men, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, That's not quite the case, but at the same time, he's still a better leader than ninety nine percent of our squad, unfortunately. Because I mean, Hugo Lloris has uh, shown like he's he's uh, he's actually impressed me. He's led by example more recently. Yeah, he's quite vocal. Harry Kane, not a leader. Never. Uh, None of our defenders are elite. None of them are leaders. Eric Dyer tries to be. Um.
2: Eric Dyer couldn't even lead his own brother in in avenging him from, from being abused by fans. He ran up, couldn't find a player. So <laughs> Eric Dyer is useless.
1: <laughs> yeah, just my my conclusion on who he be I feel like we can still get tune out of him as long as we're protecting him with another midfielder like Skip, who can cover a lot of big spaces and be a defensive presence off the ball. As well as on it, and um, yeah, he just needs to pattern up. So, I I think he did show us, like you said, he did show us a good first six months, yeah. But I think we go
2: see, this is the thing with Spurs that's more infuriating. There shouldn't be a fear to go big. So, Mm -hmm. hoibir. He doesn't feel challenged. He thinks he's... This is the problem, with suppose. A lot of the, team, the players that are in the first team probably don't feel challenged, don't feel like, bro, if I have a bad game, I'm going to miss a game or miss a month or miss two months. They don't really That's think good. that. Yeah, they think, you know, if I have a bad game, oh, well, I'll be back next week, minor. Yeah. January's coming around. Go big. Freaking mm-hmm. City went and got Aguero in January did yeah. in yeah J- the year that Aguero came they got him in January for 38 million like this it's that kind of attitude that I'm talking about that Spurs have lacked for so many years like go big go in January oh K- Kessie go get him mm. United got Bruno in January correct yeah like these kind of stuff like if you're not gonna like I know people say oh yeah but it's hard to do transfers in January alright yeah that's fine yeah cool I'm not going to sit here and say it's it's easy it clearly isn't easy but if you're not if you're not willing to go big in that month in which we need the club to go big we're going to struggle you can't have Hojbjerg as one of your main Skip is a different story because you can tell Skip is one of those how should I put it he's young enough now um, he's like what 20, 21 mm. so he's young where he he's going to give you the very best he can do because
1: he knows his position isn't safe
2: yeah he knows yeah he definitely knows it's not safe so he's going he's going to give you the even if, even his bad game he's still going to try and give you his very best cool we can live with that Hoyberg's best game this season has been what I could not yeah. tell you this season this, this season, he, what, what what game? What game did stood out where you like? That's a great performance.
1: I think he had a good performance. I think it was at home to Watford where he had some a few good progressive passes off the ball, average, but we had most of possession. He was, I'd say, a strong six seven in that game. Other than that, I I couldn't give you a good answer to your question. You get you I'm get afraid, a six yeah. just
2: kicking off. You get a six for just actually being on the pitch.
1: <laughs> Once the ball kicked it's
2: off it's football manager, yeah. I, I
1: I I for in in my mind I start every player on a zero, but yeah, or five.
2: In no. in general, in general match ratings, yeah, people will be like kick off it starts, everyone's on five out of ten. Because it's it's average, decent. Yeah. You if you don't do much in a game, the lowest you go down to is about four. If you do a little bit in a game, you'll go up to about six. So you, you don't really change much, yeah. But but if for argument's sake, you have an absolute stinker. You could drop a four, so you could get a three or two. That's bad, yeah? But let's say you score or you're pivotal in the moment that led to your team winning, you could get a seven. That's a good performance. Hojbjerg getting a six against Watford, who are likely to possibly go (laughs) right back down this season, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. Like, he, he is... He owes us money. That's that's the way I look at it. That 15 million, whatever it was, Hoiberg should be paying us right back because we've had to sit down and watch this blarky that he's given to us over the last six to eight months. Absolutely horrible. And I know people are going to say, oh, but he had the great Euros. I wasn't
1: impressed. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I definitely agree with your point. But I said we need to we need to attack the January window if possible. I guess the only issue is like if we go for a Frank Casse, like yeah, that I think it would be fairly attainable depending where Milan are on the table. I think if they're top of the league, he's probably not gonna wanna join straight away, but he's not signing a new contract with them. Um I guess the only problem with signing someone like Frank Casse or Desuma is that I mean is gonna be likely away with the Ivory Coast and the Africa Cup of Nations around that time, so that's right, we can survive. Sticky. Yeah, and then respectively um, Basuma with Mali as well, so it it's looking sketchy for January which is never a good window anyway but yeah, if we can get in a centre midfielder maybe even another centre back in January then all power to us, I'd, I just don't see it. I can only hope. I can only hope. Yeah, bring bring Graham Potter with Basuma if we get him. That's At this great. point,
2: we, we might as well take him because Nuno is... I want him. Horrendous. Nuno is not... Sorry, I'm like... I know people be like, it's too early. He might turn it around. All of this jazz. I don't give a damn if he turns it around. This guy has to go. Damn. Just... He just and I've never, never not in in all my life of being a Spurs fan, I've never turned on a manager this quickly. No, yeah,
1: you were even um, still a support of Mourinho until like his very last week. So
2: yeah, like I, even with Poch, when it went horribly subtle with Poch, I was like, it's the players, it's the players, it's the players, it's the players. Yeah, but with Nuno, I couldn't give a damn if it's the players. He has to go. Like. <laughs> He... Nah, man. He has to go. I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't. I'm a father. I don't deserve this. It's bad attitude. I don't deserve this.
1: I've already been thinking that I can't put my two-and-a-half-year-old son through this any longer. We've had two lost finals. with horrendously bad. That said, I grew up with a worse Spurs team. So, I guess, you know, it could be worse. But...
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, that period between... Wow, ninety four to about two thousand and one was bad. <laughs> like, like I never want to experience that. I mean, yeah, I know we finished what twelfth. I think it was like twelfth. Uh, Fourteenth, twelfth, 14. and then and then from from about two thousand and ten onwards, we didn't see the bottom half of that table ever again. Which should be the case anyway. Um, but, yeah, 90, 94 to, like, especially 98, where I thought we were going to get relegated. Jesus. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I don't need to suffer that kind of pain. It's that
1: period. It's that period which I think of whenever anyone refers to our DNA. And, yeah, yeah I, I just don't want to see that return. But fortunately I I, yeah, for I'm you.
2: I am not that at all.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, but fortunately for you, um, and you've already alluded to it, like you saw a game in the stadium tonight. You saw Nuno Ball in the flesh. Um, we won 5-1 tonight against a team from Slovenia in the Europa Conference League. Uh, well done to us. Fair play. Was there anything that you took heart from in that performance tonight?
2: Um, Brian Hill. Yeah. Skip. Um, Romero. Romero. And that's it. Everybody cool. else can can <laughs> go to the top of the stairs because you know what that means. It's time to come out. That Expect, l- listen. Let me make this very clear. Deli Ali should that never. first
1: half forget like that. His cameo was so even though he he won a penalty and scored it and he won a penalty scored it. That was a false image from his overall performance. When he came off, he seemed to be
2: arguing with somebody. He went down the tunnel, um, straight down the tunnel. Don't know why. Some people were alluding to a possible injury. I couldn't see any sort of, um, any reason as to what may have or may have not injured him. So um, I hope that when he was heading down the tunnel, somebody said something to him. Um, He wasn't happy. And, I hope this is the Ryan on the wall because I'm absolutely done. He has to go from yesterday. He should have gone from yesterday. He shouldn't even be around now. So I can't wait. The day that I see breaking news on Sky Sports News um, and Delhi ali has been sold to to the team we just faced today, because as far as I'm concerned, that's his level. That's where he should go. He should go (laughs) to Samuja. Yeah, because that, that's his level. This, the Premier League is no longer his level. Or go down to freaking League 2 and play for Morecambe or, or F- Fleetwood Mac. I, I couldn't care who you play for. Don't play mm-hmm. for my club ever again. Like, I'm done.
1: Boohoo, man, Slovenia edition.
2: Yeah, bro. I'm I'm Topping absolutely... this down. winter. He is shocking. He's finished. I've never seen a player decline this fast. Never. Yeah, it's scary because he's
1: only 25. That was might, I see him, he might even be 24 still, but I believe he's 25. And yeah, it's crazy how how much he's declined. Like he he even alludes to obviously not taking his opportunities how he should, taking his position at Spurs for granted. I think he came out and said that after the Palace game, after saying that he's not created enough, he's not performing well enough. Like he came straight from the horse's mouth. Yet Nuno keeps on starting him. Um, yeah, he. I think he needs to find his feet. He at least, at the very, very least, needs to go out on loan somewhere else in January because he he cannot play. I don't even. to be
2: sold. I want him sold completely. I'm,
1: I've but told how, you. We're not going to get anything for him, and yeah, we can't. How, uh, how
2: much do you reckon we, would do do get what
1: we did to Serge Aurier at this point? Boy. Ter-
2: yeah, terminate the contract. I'm happy with
1: that. Get rid of him. Maximum, at the very maximum, and this is purely mostly English tax. Uh 20. Oh, Probably yeah. 20 million. You have a
2: harder bargain than Levy, but 20 million for, for this trash. I'd say. I'd say we just terminate the contract. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't even care if we lose money on him. Useless. Get rid of the kid
1: yeah I agree I can't even argue for him anymore like obviously I I was a bit more of an optimist for him I was open to him at least at least regaining his, um, his fitness back and trusting his body again because he did have back to back to back to back hamstring injuries and looked pretty decent in certain cameos um, especially under Mourinho's first few months as manager so right. Yeah, like obviously, Delhi's best attribute was his positional game, his intensity, and to be able to essentially cover and be in all areas of the pitch that he needed to be. He was a pressing monster, and he's completely lost that, even though he's stats wise putting in the kilometers. He's doing at least 10, 11 a game, I think. But yeah, that intensity is not there at all. Um, I put out a tongue in cheek tweet during the game against Mora, pretty much outlining what I thought were the positives for it. And it was essentially, I, I mean, purely a, we're playing a team from Slovenia. Yeah. It was Mooney yeah. Reguilón looks more measured. And I felt like taking that back after I saw a few actions in that second half, but I felt like he had a pretty measured first half. Romero got minutes. Oliver skip coming out of his shell even more. He looks really, really good. Kane ran in behind to score. That's that's just something that he he needs to see. And yeah, a lot of people were kind of being like, yeah, this is a positive performance in the sense that it's going to give players confidence. But yeah, for me, it's it's not right. so much confidence. I don't think Kane is a confidence boost. He needs to be a bit sharper. Like he's he's been a slow starter for time. It's taking him a bit longer this season. Like we're now in October as we speak. Yeah. So, yeah, like the quicker he gets sharper, the better. And essentially, re- 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 reaffirmation: Delhi can't play or pass. Dane Scarlett deserved better. That that was pretty much my summary from the Mora game. But I, I should add that I felt like the Celso looked good once we actually had our quality players on, like he actually yeah, he got his head bad. up. That whenever he gets his head up, he actually shows moments of quality passing and through balls, and he played a fair few first time through balls, which resulted in like good moves, get us further out of the pitch and goals. So yeah, fair play for for Lo Celso because that right side's been a problem area for us. Um would you add to that with anything else?
2: No, I think that was a fair assessment. Um yeah, I think that was a fair assessment. I think Brian Hill is um one we should definitely I hope we don't ruin this kid because he looked lively. He looked like he wanted to get on the ball. Regular was measured, but he he needs to push forward. He needs to not be afraid to just drive into the hole with that ball. Um mm. he he tends to like go forward and then passes it back. Why would you do that? Like just drive at them, force them to to commit
1: Um, because there was a few little Maisie runs which I saw him do and I was just like okay yes that's more like the regular we had and he he had a he had a similar pattern to Hojbjerg where he had a first like a really good starting period for us and then he got injured injuries and overplaying him just screwed him I
2: I think the injury whatever the injury was because I can't remember what it was I think that done a lot of damage Um, and he's he's taken longer than I would have, at first thought, to um, get back to some sort of like high level quality playing. Um, Whereas Hoybjerg, I think Hoybjerg has just been found out. Mm. That that's that's where I'm at with Hoybjerg. I think he's just been found out, and that is not a good look. If that's the case, that's
1: very bad. Boy, our rival fans are gonna jump all over that but yeah it's rightly so Um, Brian Hill obviously having a good performance I rated very highly as well we got a game on the weekend the thing I took a little bit of heart from as well like Hill came off early which yeah. suggested to me that he's in Nuno's plans for the weekend possibly firstly again like a uh, game on the weekend is at home to Aston Villa just a quick one. Are you starting Brian Hill?
2: Um, yes. So I'll do Hill on the right, um, uh, Son on the left, Kane through the middle. Um, I would go Skip hoyberg and Dombele. And mm-hmm. Dombele free roll. Free to roam. If not in Dombele, then um, Mora, because at least Mora will drive. Um,
1: I, I can't them. ever see Mora as a number 10 again, even though he likes to press. Yeah. Even I, under non existent pressing structures, he likes to press. He, like, I, I can't see. I don't want him number 10. I'm not going to like I don't want him
2: at number 10, but I, 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 <laughs> this is going to sound mad as well. <laughs> Freaking. Um, and on Bele is starting to frighten me because <laughs> 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 that guy, that guy is not he's not making he's not making the pod look good at all. So no. yeah, it's um it yeah, it's a bit of a frightening time period at Spurs. So I would probably yeah, I'd probably go with ideally probably yeah, Javier Skip, Endon Bele. Romero, Sanchez, because I, I just don't want to see Dyer. I don't want to see Sanchez either, but it'll probably be Romero. It probably will be neither of them. It'll probably just be Dyer and Sanchez, but definitely Romero. that at right, left-back and Emerson at right-back. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't want to see even Tangango at right-back. Like, I know he had a good start to the season, but I'm not interested. I'm actually you not know, interested because he, he's positional sense it's still the same it's been the same all season it's just bad like and what saved him against City is that he was so touch tight to the likes of like Sterling and uh, Grealish that they couldn't out muscle him or get round him but mm. other teams have been like we're not just gonna we're not gonna allow you to get touch tight we're just gonna create the space and just bop it around you I ain't got time for that so yeah Tanganga can um can kick rocks for all I can now.
1: <laughs> and the uh, quick score prediction. After that uh, open as hell defense, I feel like I know what the score prediction is kind of gonna be.
2: I'm going to go with a 3 0 victory to of- <laughs> 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 that's legit. I'm not even holding back. I think I think we're gonna get smashed. <laughs> like seriously. Um I'm at the point of the season where I if if we win games from this point on, I'm gonna be surprised.
1: Boy, I I I'm not confident for this game either. I can't lie. Like they Aston Villa are fresh off beating a super team on their home patch. The like so we we should we should be light work, really truly. But yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't go with that centre back pairing. Like I don't think Romero and Sanchez would go well together at all, because I feel like they're both kind of centre backs that like to come out the defensive line. They like to try and win the ball early and Romero's still getting used to the league, so he's not going to be that effective at it yet, I don't think. But we've got to throw him at a deep end as a marquee signing. So I'd definitely start him at Sanchez. Even though he started off the season okay, I, I, think I, I, can't, I don't think him, right? him and Romero together is a particularly good match, unless it was a back three and there was someone behind them just to be a sweeper. But yeah, I think I would. Unfortunately.
2: Uh, yeah. I would I'd never say put that in a super role. I'll probably go
1: I didn't go... say names, I just said someone. Oh like, yeah, it, be, it could be it could be Alfie Whiteman Or like uh, like we need someone to be
2: because that's that's <laughs> the help we need.
1: Well, I'm afraid you're getting Moses. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> He's just gonna part the waves and let Daddy Yings smite <laughs> us for not signing him. True, um, but yeah, I would go Romero and Dia. Unfortunately, I feel like that's just a better match. At least the distances between the two centre backs might be a bit better because Dia needs that protection and he loves trying to tell people what to do. If yeah. not, I, if not, I might even go with Joe Rodon and Romero again, but just just for trying it out's sake because yeah. Neither Di, neither Sanchez is working. Um, right back, I don't know. I actually don't know. I guess I'll play. I'll, I'll start Emerson because again, like he's uh, second. I guess marquee signing. Yeah, we have to throw him in at a deep end, and he's he's impressed me defensively. Like on paper, it seems like him and regular would be two attacking fullbacks and would leave us open, but. Even yeah, though Emerson doesn't necessarily take people one going forward, yeah, hopefully he comes out of his show in that respect. Positionally, he he he's like commands the line quite well. I feel like yeah. he's always like his positional game is very good, he always seems to be able to recover ground if he's slightly out of position. Yeah, he's a through very fast and defensively. Um, I think defensively, he looks pretty solid and that's pretty much what we need right now if we're going to try and protect our defence in any way, shape or form. Um, Regillon pretty much picks himself because Sassan Young, I believe he's still coming back from injury and Ben Davis is Ben Davis. So, yeah, hopefully Sassan can come back soon and start challenging Regillon for that spot because I feel like he's someone who can come in and come in and do well after a few games minutes under his belt I know you're calling him out as the suspect but done, to done. me he he looks more measured than regular at least I, I, can't have, have I can't have someone continuously under the lights and not feel like they're challenged so Sessegnon please don't don't be <laughs> a suspect um yeah the midfield pretty much picks itself I'll go with the same same midfield as you yeah. Uh, I'd say midfielders. I think the, the the fan base are United again in what the midfield probably should be and uh, skip Hojbjerg and Um, And then I I would probably go the same front three as you as well. i will probably go Ryan Hill and Son flanking Kane. I'd yeah. probably interchange the wings during the game yeah. if possible yeah. because yeah. Hill even came out and he was quoted as saying his favourite position is left wing. Son also plays left wing, but Son is fairly comfortable on the right at times. So interchanging the wings wouldn't be the worst game plan. Uh, We can't get any worse than uh, last weekend, obviously. And Kane being up top and hopefully running in behind here and there. Um, If if Hill's struggling, I guess I'll bring on the Celso on the right hand side after his good showing in midweek because. That could be a way through the game. He's had good games against Dustin Villa before. I think last time he played Aston Villa um, away, he he had a good game. Not yeah. so much at home. So I take heart in that. But yeah, like I'm I'm not confident of a win. Uh, I I think Danny Yings is destined to score against us again. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have our centre backs on toast for sure. Um. I'd, I'll go with a 2-2 draw Oof. as my Optimism. prediction. And thats I feel that's that's as confident as it gets for me. But it's going well, to it be but... an interesting few weeks. <laughs> How crazy is it to say that that's an optimistic thing? That we have truly, truly fallen as a club.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
1: And it's not even the late hours that we're recording this stream right now, which has got me deflated. Like, we're just that bad. And the dynamic of the club is is in the pits yeah. once again. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? We, we might even regain this magical Tottenham DNA, which has been spoken about. So much. Not since I lost to Arsenal. Too yeah. much. Too much, man. But, yeah, that about wraps it up. I guess we'll... Um, well me personally I'll try and make an appearance on the Discord again. Um was quite fun last weekend to be fair, even though we got completely disgraced. <laughs> but yeah, I'll try and get on the uh on the Discord with the boys on Sunday. Um check out Tobes' reactions to last game as well. Like I'm sure it's been very fruitful. I haven't seen it, but I can imagine after leaving the game halfway through on the weekend, it's it will <laughs> be very interesting. Um, thank you as well for those people who are watching. Um, who are watching at this late hour? It's half past twelve as uh, we're wrapping up this pod now. So there's a still a fair few of you watching. So thank you, and um, yeah, that about wraps it up. Yao, thank you for joining me. No problem. It's my lovely measured co host, as always, Peace. Scott Hall and X Pack of the NSO are out. And um, yeah, please join us again next Thursday and listening every Saturday morning. NSO Peace. out. Peace. On debut, Tongue Nongbele has scored the
0: equalizer for Spurs. Let's take out of the way. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwine has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.